What's better than Anchor's podcast creation tools? Nothing. Mankind has always searched for evidence of God's perfection, and we found it. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use straight from your phone or computer. The creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and the lesser of the podcast platforms like Stitcher. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I've made $5, and I've been doing this for three months. So, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. This is a warning that sometimes there might be inappropriate language, whether it comes from the book we're reviewing or us uh, uh, lightly peppering in some swears in the conversation. We don't normally go crazy, but sometimes it happens, so keep that in mind if you've got a little kid or if you're just really uh, fussy. But uh, either way, don't let that hinder you from enjoying the book, boys. I am really angry about this book. <laughs> you begged to read this. We had a plan to you read the first this book. We had a plan <laughs> to return to our beloved YA fantasy fiction. Oh my god. We were gonna read the first half of the Amber Spyglass. Mm-hmm. And then your your beloved your your Morrissey, your list of the lost, <sighs> showed up in the mail and you texted me begging to read this instead I of did the beg, Amber Spyglass. Because I thought, oh, this'll be annoying and funny. But uh yeah. Well, I have 118 pages, and I barely know what was going on in this book. If it's of any solace to you, um, I thought it was pretty funny, just your reaction right now. So <laughs> <laughs> that me redeeming quality? So, so angry. So I started reading this. Oh, we're just going straight to the book? No no personal stuff? Nah, we'll get to that later. Nothing. Wait, later? What, are we changing the format? No, <laughs> the format. The anger I have has ambered. And distilled into a, a level that I really just want to—I want you to take it in, okay, real fast. We're gonna—we'll get into your week. Maybe we get a nice long holiday weekend. I thought maybe one time. No, we'll get into did that. You, did you do we'll some grilling? You, you, you're a man with a yard now. Maybe you're doing some grilling out back. No, I'm not. Uh, Had some brats last on the grill. Thursday, some Johnson, some beer battered or uh, beer beer brats, whatever they call them. You ruined your own joke. Last Thursday. <laughs> If you're gonna if you're gonna stumble over your own words, Ben, the delivery is key to humor. Last Thursday, I started reading it and got three pages in and didn't retain anything that I read and thought I was tired. Uh, then yesterday, when I was with the with the girlfriend, she wanted to cook something and I said, uh, "Do uh, do you want me to read out loud to you? We can we can enjoy this crappy book together." And she said, "Oh yeah, that'd be fun." So I started reading out loud and. The run-on sentences that have no commas or nothing, and then like a period after two pages in, is annoying as hell. It makes it impossible to read out loud. And then she was getting frustrated because she's like, I don't know what's happening. And I said, I know, because the prose is so, I don't know how to describe it. Disjointed? 
over-alliterated. Yeah. It was just like <laughs> stream of consciousness nonsense. But again, I, I was doing the same thing. I kept... Just like Sean Penn, it's like they had a thesaurus next to him and yeah. just was constantly taking a simple concept and overwording it to hell, where you don't know what's going on. I would say the, the Sean Penn was more readable than this. So this was, yeah, was. I, I was doing the same thing. Like I would read a couple of pages and realize I have no idea what happened in the last couple. I kept going back. To I know. Reread it was driving me nuts. A page or two because I, I didn't know what the hell was going on. And I don't think, I think you're probably a faster reader than myself. So you probably have a better uh, chance of going back and reading. But yesterday I was like, I have no idea what just happened. And I go back and reread the paragraph and I'm like something happened here. And I'm not exactly clear. Uh, and then today I was like, all right, I got to sit down and I just have to plow through this. People's dialogue can go on for pages. One person makes a speech that goes on forever and it's in italics. So yeah, it's hard to why read. Why is it in italics? <laughs> I, that was one of my It's got points. quotes it's, around it and it's in and italics. And it's italicized. That's, it's just annoying to look at. I know. And you, it's like I started like the letter G kind of looks like it's got a comma at the end. And I was just like, I like it was hard to read the italics. Yeah. Because the f- the font they picked out was weird, and uh, yeah, so by the time uh, I wrapped this up and told you to head on over, because I just finished, yeah. pissed. I have notes. Yeah, you do. I've called out things and circled stuff that make no sense, and I'm are, hoping you can explain to me what happened in this book. Are the notes so you've got little sticky? I got a system. Okay, that is the colors. The color system. Okay. Orange is that a character's been introduced, but I don't know why. Oh, okay. Pink is uh, bad writing. Okay. Uh, green is what the hell. Like, okay. I have to ask you what the hell happened here. Yeah, Hopefully I, you know. I don't know if I can help all that much. And then blue is accidental good writing, which <laughs> I think there's only one. Yeah, it's buried in here. Yeah, there's only one. Because I, I saw it and I go, oh, look at that. It's accidentally like his little style. Actually, He stumbled across something that came off well, and then that's the only one. There's no other blues in here. So you mentioned you think I'm a faster reader than you, and I don't know if that's true. I just I don't spend time with a color-coded system of sticky notes. Fine. I think maybe that's where my speed advantage is. Because you just go it. through it. Well, you got notes. You got I, I actually have, have an unempty notepad for yeah, once. Yeah, I... There was one time I had an empty... Uh, Am I the boss on this episode? Like you're that always one? the boss. Oh, this is your show. Oh, you're welcome. This is Nuzzle House Audio. It's not uh, Ben House. This show is part of the Nuzzle House Audiobook Network. Okay. We're both book boys, I guess. We're both book boys, so there's co-ownership of this show. That we you, have here. I am the boss of uh, Leaves of Glen and <laughs> Bedtime with Glen. <laughs> My two other properties. But uh, no, you are equally boss on this show. You're real boss. Oh, you just want to blame me for picking this book. That's why you're calling me. I know boss. you can't blame me for wanting to read it because I thought it'd be fun. You picked the book, we and decided... I looked it up online. There's snippets of how bad this is up online. That was <clears> the <throat> point. That's what we were going for. I thought. Yeah. No, I understand. Because we just thought angry. it would be funny. Aren't we having fun? Isn't this funny? This is like if I got in a car accident, but I borrowed your car. I'm just angry in general. Not specifically at you. Sure, I borrowed your car, but your car was fine. Can you give me an overview, roughly, of what this book is, what happens? Um, Just overall? Because I know it's about these... Everybody dies. Track stars, yeah. And, uh, yeah, they wound up making it sound like that they went someplace, but then they're wandering in the woods, and then they accidentally kill a hobo. Or not accidentally, just he scared them, and then, like, whatever. Well, he he tried to grab the one guy's genitals, apparently, and Mm -hmm. so he punched him in the head and killed him. 
That's true. And, did you uh, let's let's back up though? Um, did you read the back cover of the book by any chance? <laughs> Should we back up to yeah. before we dive in? You want to describe? Was you maybe uh, not read the whole so thing? But there's a quote. Oh no, it. I'm going to read the whole oh, okay. thing. Uh, there's a quote on the back of the book with a photo of Morrissey, who's like in the middle of snobbishly telling someone something. I don't know what he's doing in he, this he photo. So His eyes are closed. Smug in that picture. He does, yeah. and he's I don't know. So beware the novelist. Dot dot dot. Which again. Annoying, I'll stop. Intimate and indiscreet, pompous, prophetic airs. Here is, there's a million dots in between this, by the way. Here is the fact of fiction, an American tale where naturally evil conquers good, and none live happily ever after, for the complicated pangs of the empty experiences of flesh and blood human figures are the reasons why nothing can ever be enough. To read a book is to let a root sink down. List of the lost as the reality of what is true, battling against what is permitted to be true. Who's that quote from? Well, I think that's high praise for this book. From Morrissey. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's at the bottom. It says his name. Yeah. It's a quote from him on the back, on the back of the, the book. And that's the only, like, praise for there's this no book. There's praise. no other praise. There's no one else. There's no Sarah Silverman offering no, a piece of praise. No, she, weirdly enough, didn't chime in on this one. Um, uh, so, yeah, he's got his own quote for himself on the back of the book. And besides the uh, ISDN number or whatever you call it when they talk about... Uh, ISBN? ISBN, where mm-hmm. it's been, uh, when it's been printed. Yeah, there it is. Uh, and just the general stuff from Penguin Random House UK. Uh, there's no chapter list. No. There's basically a page with the ISBN number, a uh, little thing that says List of the Lost by Morrissey, and then it just dives straight in. Uh, yep. The what would be chapter separations is just tiny little picture of that idiot running on the front cover. Yep. Which is really frustrating. Um and those are just kind of in there at random because it doesn't seem like there's any natural break anywhere. It's just like one stream of mm-hmm. diarrhea of letters. Page. <laughs> no. So we got four people, these baton runners. What do you call them again? Sprint relay Sprint relay, team, relay team. Guess, there you go. Yeah. Ezra, Nails, Hari, and Justy. There you go. Uh, it's the endless summer story of four boys... You don't know anything really about them personally. No. Uh, They just stumble around like little pawns uh, into not a real story with a beginning, middle, and end that I'm aware of. No, just like everybody died. That's how the, that's how it ended. And what was the time frame over which the events of this events of the book I'm took place? Is it like, like a, a couple few weeks? weeks? That, yeah, okay. I have no idea. Hard to tell though, wasn't? It? Yeah, and then like the dean of the school comes into it. Uh, anyways, yeah. so at some point. It starts out uh, with them being introduced, uh, basically preparing and practicing. Uh, their coach, Rims. Mr. Rims, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Is that the name there? What Marcy seems to be pretty obsessed with sex throughout the whole book. And is Mr. Yeah. Rims, is that and like is a rim job reference or something? Like what? You know, I don't know. And his attempt at... Um, Do you want to explain for the listeners what a rim job is, Glenn? <laughs> Oh, a rim job, Ben, if you don't mind me just taking a moment here, yeah. uh, is when you lick and kiss <laughs> the anal lips. Mm. <laughs> uh, well, my mom likes that one. Yep. She'll probably enjoy that. <laughs> I love that this is, uh, sorry, I was looking into Morrissey himself. I swear that he is... Homophobic? Mm-mm. Well, that's the impression I got from reading his writing. Here I- we go. So, you mention all the sexuality in this book, and I agree with you. And it's done in a really weird way, and a really disjointed, kind of disconnected way. 
And it says here that Morrissey, when he was uh, with the Smiths, as the band's frontman, Morrissey attracted attention for his trademark quiff and witty and sardonic lyrics. Deliberately avoiding rock machismo, he cultivated an image of a sexually ambiguous social outsider who embraced celibacy. So as far as I and I knew that way back when, too, that he was, like, all about being celibate. I did not know that. Yeah, and so his attempts at putting sex in here is like an outsider or some space alien trying to understand what it's about. So that's why it was so awkward? Yeah, I think that. I don't know if he's still celibate or not. I don't really personally care. But But it was like like pervasive throughout the book. It it was constant. Yeah. Yeah. It was weird. Really weird. And uh, there's, uh, I looked online, the 10 worst quotes out of this book. Ooh. Ooh, is one of them... Do you want to read off one of the sexual descri- like descriptions? Can I? The one that I have? Go nuts. And the pain frenzy of his bulbous salutation <laughs> extenuating his excitement <laughs> as it whacked and smacked its way into every muscle of Eliza's body except for the otherwise central zone. Is that one of them? <laughs> the central zone. I know. Was that one of the uh, top That would 10? be one of them, yeah. yeah. I, we got, I, I, have, uh, I also Wait, have in my notes about I highlighted how he... Uh, Eliza and Ezra rolled together into one giggling snowball of full-figured copulation, <laughs> screaming and shouting as they playfully bit and pulled at each other in dangerous and glamorous roller coaster coil of sexually violent rotation with Ezra. And again, there's no commas. No, <coughs> it just goes on and on. You cannot read it out loud. <coughs> excuse me. Um, is along the same. I just excuse myself for your mom's benefit. It's not a burp, but I don't want to offend her with my cough or anything. Um, okay, she wasn't offended. She just thought it was unprofessional. <laughs> Do you think that this writing is similar to uh, Sean Penn, where he's trying to write this way? Yeah. Either he's writing this way because he thinks it makes his book more intelligent and more like only accessible for intelligent people, I'm imagining, or he thinks this is a writing style he's inventing, where it's overly elaborate to the point of you have no idea what's happening in the way he describes what's taking place what do you think's going on with his writing i don't know style? i'm trying to glean some clues from his stupid quote about his own book on the back cover of it which is written in the same style yeah i can't believe how much worse this is than sean penn's book it has to be a lot of okay so for example the hobo dying i didn't know he died until a couple more paragraphs in i'm like oh i guess the hobo died yeah because all right so i'm not gonna read the whole thing thank you <laughs> Uh, but what, the part where he dies says, The only shock for Ezra was the ease by which the wretch became vegetation, evolved from nothing and now returned, and by such a simple shot. There then came a troubling inner glow, one of which sad sack soldiers in combat must enjoy as they lovingly assist history books with their abysmal confidence game, motivated by their own faith, yet beyond the power of their own awareness. Period. From that, I can't tell that the hobo's dead. <laughs> yeah... Because you're not uh, smart enough, I guess. I guess not. But he, for him to write that as a way of trying to express that the hobo's dead in relation to what soldiers in combat have experienced, uh, also throwing in that the syphilis itch of the hobo's grope. I mean, that's another line that I had to underline because that yeah. was fantastic. Yeah. That's <laughs> or my favorite is you cannot read this out loud. It's um, uh, Eliza is having this huge, long freaking dialogue. Should we... Eliza is the girlfriend of one of the four. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get to that because Eliza and whatever. Um, Ezra, fine. Ezra, thanks yeah. for whispering that to me. I, Give me that little tip. Right. 
I wrote with my little sticky note that says shit writing on it. Yep. Uh, okay. you had enough of those notes. Yeah. It says, or at least they gave me mine. Should I say question mark or are our lives too ordinary <laughs> to be worth living? So that's O R A R E O U R or R R. I got so hung up reading that out loud to the girlfriend that I had to say it like nine times before I could complete it. <laughs> so his writing yeah. is really, really, really bad. Yeah, the first few pages that you're talking about, I had a note, like, are these four dudes, are they all fucking each other? Like, I couldn't tell. They have no fucking idea. I don't think they were, but that was the impression I got from the first... I thought it was some homoerotic romp here, but mm-hmm. it's not, I think. Well, you wouldn't be able to tell, made... because that... the. Uh, the bulbous salutation. If yeah. you're exhausted like I am and you're reading and you're just trying to get through it, I wouldn't know that bulbous salutation is supposed to be a penis and yeah. the central zone is supposed to be a vagina. Yeah. It's only because I had to stop and make myself reread it. So this, if well, there's sexual I, undertones, I don't know. Well, I mean, because <laughs> I'm exhausted. Sexual undertones throughout the book, but I thought specifically like these four guys were at first, I around I was with each other, but I don't think that's thing. what happened. I, but again, that's just how bad the writing is and unclear what's know. going on, and, it, and just the pervasive just sexual innuendo throughout. But it's unclear what it's talking. I about. I know because the writing can't even get across the most basic points of what's going on in the story. Should I just quickly go over the plot as it were? Yeah, so because he, I yeah, go ahead. Well, Tracy or something was that the yeah? Bar I circled Tracy as another person. Like who the hell's Tracy? Yeah. And, so and he, why are they at a bar when I thought they were at some sort of weird sporting resort? I was at the, <laughs> the bar by their college or something. I, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. So yeah, Hari hooks up with Tracy, and then sometime later, Hari finds his mother dead in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And then he is grieving, and he uh, goes back to the bar, meets a drug dealer, and overdoses. Yeah. So he's dead. Um, and then while Ezra is at the hospital, I guess, mourning Hari's passing from the drug overdose, he sees a ghost yes. of some woman with a dead child who was apparently murdered by the dean of the college some 20 years prior. Yep. And this ghost tells Ezra where to dig up the son's body. Her name is behind. Elizabeth Barbalois, and her son was Noah. Bar- so, yeah, Barbell, yeah. Barbellus or whatever, I don't know. And then so Barbello. Ezra and Eliza and Nails and Justy go dig up the body of this child. Mm-hmm. Because it's there. Cause and the then ghost they leave right. it there. <laughs> yeah, they don't want to, like, call the police or anything. They just leave it there with mm-hmm. a note. Mm-hmm. So anyway, this, the Dean, Dean Isaac is like a pedophile and murdered this child a while ago and so Nails and Justy like go to his house to try and get him to confess mm-hmm. and Dean Isaac kills them with champagne <laughs> bottles he beats them to death is that what happened because towards the end I'm like just skimming like I just yeah. want to end this I don't know they're, what's happening they're anymore. like sitting in so Nails and Justy pretend they want to like they're young male prostitutes or something and they want to mm-hmm. um service Dean Isaac and he's like they're talking and then they reveal that they're actually there to confront him about killing this boy 20 years ago mm-hmm. it's like oh well, that's no good do you mind if I get up and get one more drink for myself and so he gets somebody <laughs> goes to his bar like in this in the parlor or whatever and he grabs two bottles of Dom Perignon I think it was and he mm. just beats these two guys to death with 
champagne <laughs> bottles. So they're dead. Mm-hmm. And then Ezra and Eliza, at some point later, are talking. He reveals that he killed the hobo. Mm-hmm. Eliza yeah. wasn't too keen on that initially, but then they smooth things out. They talk through it, but she wanted to go home. So he's driving her home, and they get hit by a car in the intersection, so Eliza's dead. And then Ezra's, like, in a coma, and I think he's dead by the end of the book. <laughs> Is that what happened? Yeah. So everyone dies. Oh, and then after Hari oh. OD'd, they replaced him on the sprint team with Dibs. What do you think of Dibs? Oh, you know what? With Dibs, uh, let's see if I can pull that up. So here's how I didn't know what to think of Dibs. Um... Uh, so basically, Rim shows up after because he loves Dick Cavett. So there's a whole thing about Dick Cavett, uh, yeah, which made no sense about how Rims loves Dick Cavett, or whatever. So he underwent the blown spitting agony of deserting Dick Cavett's slowness in order to track the tracksters down with a tap tackle and force of them face to face with a dog on a chain known as Dibs, dead and reborn numerous times. The boys now listen to Rims as life moved. Uh, moved until whenever is meant to happen happens next. Arranged by Cut Flowers. Dibs is good at pulling faces whilst looking like nothing worth taking seriously. But what were the rest if not saddened by searching for youth? Uh, nonverbal entity Dibs struggled with all the certainty of someone who obviously knew too little. So up to the Glenn, point... I have no idea what you're talking about. Up to the point where it says with the certainty of someone, I thought it was a dog. <laughs> I literally have no idea what's being introduced in this paragraph. Is it a person or an animal? I can't tell. Yeah, it's, it's a metaphor. Come on. Yeah, I suppose it is. Yeah. And Dib, Dibs, Dibs is just so dang eager to race, but never gets his chance. Does Dibs die that I missed in this book? He died of embarrassment, I think. Probably. I know that they shouted him down. practicing and he tripped. Uh, here's a back and forth between Eliza and Ezra. Uh, I have an old soul, begins Eliza. I am a model of healthy humanity, chops Ezra. Friendship is a waste of time, lobs Eliza. I dream of booze-infested orgy, shoots Ezra. And this goes... Oh, and I am a booze-infested orgy, is Eliza's reverse twist. I have erotic curiosities, top spins Ezra. And this goes on yeah, and on and on. And this is your example of... Or, cutesy back and forth. Cutesy back and forth. You're talking she about said, that just nauseating. She said she has an old soul. I feel like my soul aged quite a bit and is much closer <laughs> to death than it was before I read this book. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have here... Harry's at his mom's? Because I have no idea what's going on. The next one, mom's dead? Because <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I know, yeah. I, and then it isn't until later I go, Harry's out of the race because mom is dead? Or is Harry dead? Because <laughs> I do know that there was the discussion about cocaine. Yeah, he, he Or OD'd. whatever, but it was, it was so vague that was. I don't know it was specifically cocaine or drugs, really. It, well, it was all the, the mud puppy sold him some drugs. Is that... He says, you know what, asked Harry, looking down from his barstool. Horse, snow, white sugar, brown sugar, H, Mexican mud, Chinese red, black Russian, blonde lemonese. The little mud puppy squirreled on. Okay, that is what? his description of drugs in general. Yeah, so the, the guy, he's got everything you could possibly want. Mm-hmm. What, I, is mud puppy a slur that I haven't heard before? I, I don't know. With our look, it's probably some racial slur we're just saying over and over and over again. Oh, I don't doubt that. I'm just, have you ever heard that term before? No, never. Okay. I think with his writing style, making up words like mud puppy or whatever, uh, is him, like Shakespeare, trying to make up his own phrases that hopefully catch on, like the term eyeball never existed till Shakespeare used it. Yeah, I get the feeling nobody's going to be reading this Morrissey book in 500 years, though. They might, and you and I have piggybacked on the future fame, so that when we're both 90 years old and everyone's suddenly reading this in college and it's talked about extensively, we've got the podcast that went over it. Does this... 
boy, I mean, so Bob Honey probably is the freshman level course in college, <laughs> and Morrissey is maybe a. Yeah, I think grade, you're probably grade right. School, I don't yeah, know. I think you're probably right. Yeah, because boy, the mental uh, gymnastics you've got to do to uh, appreciate this baby. In this book, anytime anyone's having a sexual relations with someone else, has anything good happened? No. This is a guy who spent at least a good portion of his life celibate, if not still. Does he see sex as bad? And you have to help me figure out if that's a true statement or not. I don't know. <laughs> like sex is the cause of the problems, and is that why he was celibate? I the don't... evil sexual person is the one that survives in the I end. I guess I don't know a lot about Morrissey. I know he's annoying, and I'll I like the Smiths' music. I did too, and I used to listen to Morrissey a long time ago. He has an autobiography titled Autobiography. Yeah, I'm not reading that. No. Oh, it's another Penguin classic. Oh, maybe that was why this guy... It's a, it's, it was published as a contemporary classic under the Penguin classic label. What's up with Penguin having problems? Maybe that's why this one got, but maybe that was part of his deal. Like, hey, if you want to... If you want the rights to my autobiography, I also have this old fashioned piece <laughs> I want you to print for me. Yeah, I don't so, know. Ezra and Eliza, I've written down, are trying to... Or they're kind of the stars of the book. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think they... They're kind of yeah. the main characters mm-hmm. in a way. They're, it seems like, because their yeah. name pops up the most and there are stupid dialogues between each other. Yeah, I, I would say that's fair. So looking at them as sort of the anchor to the story, the other two are kind of easy to discard. One of them just gets drugs and dies. Basically, and in the end, it's Ezra and Eliza. They're the ones that are still surviving towards the end for the most part until they die. But yeah. <laughs> it's like they're the ones that last the longest. Yeah, but so by, by the, last the longest, they are getting in the car accident at about the same time the other two are getting murdered by Dean Isaac. Yeah, true. So, But you were saying, I got lost in this, but you were saying that, uh, what, Eliza but like was in a coma, maybe? No, Eliza or died, died instantly. Oh, so and then, I think Ezra was in a coma or crossing over the other side or dying. I, I don't. I don't know. Right, because there was like a speech with that. I don't know. Um, but he was I, seeing, I do because I remember towards the end of the book, I'm like, it, that guy died though, so he's talking to him. So what? He, this person's dead. Who am I even reading? Well, about? yeah, he was talking to Hari and he was talking to yeah. Eliza, who died instantly. In the right, and so it's like so, I guess this person died too. So I, don't I know. yeah, that's yeah. But. Um, so if those two are kind of the main point, so what is it about them that this story is wrapping around? It's their journey, I guess, then, right? If they're kind of the, the main characters of the story, it's their journey through this story. So what's the point of their journey through this story? Well, that's, they're, that's why it, I thought maybe it's meaningless, because in the end, they just instantly and randomly die. And there's nothing so through the story that... That means anything, like, and there's no like foreshadowing that they're going to get hit by a car later or something. They no. just like they're going through their, and it's not like their relationship went through ups and downs till they finally made peace, and then unfortunately they die. They, yeah. There's nothing. There's no. There's nothing to wrap this up. So no. it's like uh, Ezra, whatever, kills a hobo, and then he tells Eliza about it later. Is Ezra the one that saw the ghost of the mom saying, "My son's dead"? And yeah. Then, so that's so yeah. he's so got he's a point. The he's the main. Yeah. So it's like. But then there's nothing gained out of it. He tells her, and she's like, "Oh, that sucks." And then, but they're okay, and <laughs> yeah. get in a car accident. 
I cannot figure out the point of any of this. So everything is meaningless. I guess. I don't know. Is that that's the point? Or it's more than just so meaningless. Everything is a giant waste of time. We plowed through this impossible to read literature, and in the end, it had no point. The style of the writing had no purpose. The story itself has no meaning or purpose or structure. So why was this book of, ever like, published? The typeset had no purpose. Why, why <laughs> was the dialogue italicized? That's pointless. I know. So this whole book had was basically just a giant, 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 for real waste of time, not just trying to be cute. Yeah. Um, in I, the, the Guardian, Michael Han urged his readers, do not read this book, which if someone says like, oh, haha, it must be bad. Yeah. But no, for real. Don't read it. Don't read it because no. it has no point in the end. You no. can't watch. It's even like a, sh- like a really bad movie. You can be like, oh, well, the point of the story was this. At least I know that, even though I wished I never watched it. This has this doesn't have that. Yeah. It has no purpose that you come away from. No. Maybe the point of this book though was it'll make you appreciate the amber spyglass more. Maybe. Back to a real book with some That's with true. plot. It's kind of like if you... characters that you can relate to. If you hate your job and then you leave for another job that actually winds up worse, then you think back to the other one like, oh, it wasn't so bad. I wish I wasn't so hard on it. That's the way I'm going to be with the Amber Spyglass. Yeah. I can't relate to that, though, because my new job is way better than my old job. Ben's, the, Ben's dying to talk about his job. Ben, how's your new job? I'm not. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> not dying to talk about it. I'm just saying you're... How was your week? I don't know. Is there anything that you want to tell me? No. Why not? I don't know. What do you mean? Is there some secret you think know. I'm holding back? Thought maybe it'd be nice if my friend would wish me a happy birthday. You're right. I actually saw that in my calendar, and I oh, completely forgot. Oh. I saw it in my calendar today. I was just today. being funny because I didn't think... No. You... Wait, why do you know How when is it my in birthday? my calendar? Yeah, I wait, don't why even do you know, know my birthday? I honestly don't know, but if I take a look here... 31st. 31st, your birthday. It's on my calendar. How did you get that information? I don't know. (laughs) It's in there somehow, and I don't know how it happened. Is that from Facebook or something? Facebook or Maybe I came over from Facebook. I've shut down oh. my Facebook account years ago. Well, now I actually am annoyed that you didn't wish me a happy birthday. I meant to, but, you know, girlfriend is around and stuff. I was busy trying to get through this book. Uh, and then even today... I'm actually not. I don't care. I looked at my phone as I was reading the book. I'm like, oh, i got to remember to say happy birthday, late birthday to Ben. And then I forgot because I was so angry about this book. And then I tried hinting strongly at it just now. Yeah. Ask you if there's anything you want to tell I still completely me. forgot. Well, I'm working to a lather over this whole Morrissey thing. Stupid Englishman. Ruined your birthday. <laughs> How was yeah. your birthday? What'd you do on your birthday? That was fine. On the 31st. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, was up north. Oh. That's Not right. for my birthday. That was just for um, a Labor Day gathering at a friend's place. Oh. How was your holiday weekend? Didn't do anything. Yeah? Just hung out with the lady. Uh, I'm fairly broke because I spent a lot of money on my house. Um, I bought a new mattress. You did? Is it a Casper mattress? Um, it's a competitor of Casper. Oh, okay. Because it seems like those uh, those mail-order mattresses are real, real big right now. There. If you can get rolled up into a tight little box, it's a, the big trend. Yeah. Everyone wants it. I've slept on a couple, and they're comfy. Are they? Yeah. Yeah, so, mine from Ikea. It's like sleeping on a board. Well, maybe you should have... Uh, Got a Casper mattress where it's fine competitors. Or a competitor. That's, <laughs> What's yeah. the competitor? I don't know if I want to talk about it. Why, why should I get free advertising? <laughs> For the 13 listeners that we have? Yeah. Go on, say it. Nectar. 
the hell is Nectar? I don't know. I was reading some reviews and it was supposedly it's like the same price about as a Casper, but better. Name like they that. They said it's like the best the value at that price point. So all right. I don't know, so that was exciting. Was the mattress moist when you uh, unwrapped it? Well, I haven't gotten it yet. I just ordered it. Oh, okay. Day. What are you sleeping on right now? Floor? Well, I have a mattress. I'm replacing my old mattress. <laughs> What's wrong with the old mattress? Did you pee in it or something? It's just old, and okay. I wanted a new one. Is it the one so... that's like a twin mattress that you've had since you were nine years old? No, it's 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 a queen. Does your mom want the mattress back? <laughs> I wish you would take it because uh, how do you bedroom? get rid of? I, I haven't looked into it yet. I don't know how to get rid of an old mattress. Do I just put it by the dumpster? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that works. You're gonna have to find out. So you're getting a new mattress. You celebrated your birthday up north. Did anybody get you a gift? No, again, I, w- I didn't go up. It wasn't for my birthday. The gathering. But you were still so at, like, on your birthday. You were there. Yeah, but I wasn't. Did anybody know it was your birthday besides me? People knew. Did they get you a gift? Was there a cake? A friend of mine brought me some cupcakes. Okay. And that's it? So far, yeah. No strip clubs? Not a big fan. You're a single man. I know. No one's really a fan for real. I mean, the people that are are weird, but, you know, it's your yeah, birthday. You're a single people, man. It's your birthday. I know some people who are fans. I know one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think, so, I think we talked about this. So. Yeah. But he, and we won't talk about that. Why anymore, not? That like, was a charming story that you had. <laughs> but the weird thing is he, um... He, for the person that he is, he uh, would brag about like the strip clubs and which ones are good ones and which ones are bad ones. And he took me to a strip club back in like 2011 or 2010. And I was just like, I, because he dragged me there and whatever. And so then, because it was his birthday and stuff, and I was like, fine. So we went. And um, I was like, I'm never going back there with him. So then years later, uh, like two years ago, we went to Colorado together and he made me go to this strip club there. He's trying to get me to go, and I'm like, I'm not going. He's like, come on. I'm like, I do not like going to strip clubs. I'm not going to go. I'm like, you go all the time, so this is a thing for you. Why don't you just go by yourself for a while? And he's like, I never go to strip clubs. I'm like, you talk about them all the time. You rank your favorites and stuff around the city. And he's like, well, the last time I went was with you back in like 2010. I'm like, you're kidding. The way you talk about them? And so then because so, of that, he that threw me off, and we wound up, like, out of pity going to the strip club, and it was a nightmare. Why is he talking about them all the time if he never... I don't... I'm thinking I it's like he's don't. aping what he thinks an alpha male does, or talks about, or cares about. I think he's just sort of play-acting. Like, th- it could be that, or he could talk about fixing cars, but he will. he doesn't really do either one of them. Okay. So, yeah. That's too bad. You should have gone to a strip club. I don't like strip clubs. You want me to take you to a strip club? No. <laughs> Can you imagine the two of us at oh, a strip yeah, club? That'd be great. Just crabbing at each other. Yeah. I'd try to get you a lap dance. You're like, no, I'm not going to accept this lap dance from this woman. I don't care if you pay for it. I don't want you to see my orgasm face. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're trying to get me to have a lap dance. I'm like, I don't want you to see how excited I get. <laughs> my bulbous salutation. <laughs> I love that you're handing the woman like a $20 bill and you're like, why can't you? Why don't you go put your central zone on him? <laughs> Oh, that book was so bad. But I did start reading a little bit of the Amber Spyglass and taking some notes. Oh, did you? I did. Oh, good. Like Are we still doing back. the first half of it? Is that her plan? Yeah, that's part of the deal. I'm trying to. I tried to start a little bit early and get into it a little bit. I haven't started yet. Uh, I like to put things off. Wonky is the word I'm going to use for the first couple chapters. Do you mean that in a good way or a bad way? <laughs> eh, I don't know. He definitely didn't open up the first couple chapters by explaining everything that we have problems with from the last book, so okay. we, we got that going against us. Are there any bears yet? I'm not going to answer that question. 
I think that means there's bears. Bears, maybe. I'm going to go home and start reading it tonight, maybe. You might have to, especially to wash out this Morrissey. Um, yeah. Maybe the, maybe, maybe the golden spyglass will be the, uh, amber. Sub, amber spyglass will be the, uh, the, uh, suppository needed. I was going to say palate cleanser, but suppository. I, I, I don't think I'm going to have a hard time forgetting the Morrissey book because I, I, even as I was reading it, I didn't remember it because I didn't know what the hell's going on. So I honestly want away. to symbolically throw this in the garbage. Why don't you just, yeah, why don't you do that? Hey, should we go burn it in the backyard like Nazis? <laughs> I mean, we can burn it in the backyard, but I prefer not to do it like Nazis. <laughs> Are we done? I think so. I think we covered everything, didn't we? All right. Well, sweet. Do you want to say any? I don't. Book boys! God damn it. That? The like and subscribe is kind of what I was going to go for, but yeah. fine. You scream book boys at me. I thought that's what you wanted. I'm going to pee one of these times when you do I... it and I'm not ready. <laughs> Boys, that can be awkward when you gotta Don't hose me down me. in the backyard. I'm not gonna hose you down in the backyard. If you caused it, how much are you gonna pee? It's not gonna be just a little <laughs> bit. Like how? <laughs> well, that was it. Look forward to uh, next episode with the amber spyglass. Yep. Anything you want to say about that? Why well, I haven't started reading it? I didn't cheat and start reading ahead like you. Yeah, boy. Yeah. Let's just say you're gonna get uh, bears. Am I getting bears? I don't know, Ben. I, I feel optimistic there's going to be some bears. I want to thank you for the egg crate, by the way. Yeah, I, I love that you're contributing to my egg wall. I think I'm eating more eggs just so I can bring over the empty curtain. Do you want to see something that I discovered I in my know. basement recently? I'm not sure. You're going to love this, okay. Ben. Do I need to get up? Uh, no, you can stay right there. Okay. Um, I discovered this in my basement when I was trying to get ready for mice that'll probably be down here in the fall and the winter. We get ready for... Hmm? You're trying to be a gracious host or something? What do you mean get ready for the mice? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, the mice are coming. I better yeah, up ooh, better tidy up a little yeah. bit. It's a little dusty down here. Yeah. So I was trying to get some mouse traps and stuff ready and everything. And uh, and I discovered this up in the, the ceiling, the drywall. Get ready, Ben. You want to describe this to the listeners? Well, you've got your hand somewhere. I can't see where it is. It's, up it's up by the, the vent. Yeah. yeah, it's above the vent. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's a look at this thing. Penthouse. What year is that from? January, February, 1987. <laughs> you want to look at it? Ben? It's a collector's edition. Is it a collector's That's edition? That's what it says Ooh, right there. It says the girls of Penthouse. Is there a whole stash up there, or just the one? Uh, just the one that I can find. Exciting pictorials <laughs> of a beautiful Penthouse pets. So, wow. I've never thought in my life that I'd ever show you porn, but here you go, Ben. Yeah, that's porn, yeah. all right. If you would have said to me back that's, in the 90s... That's central zone. When we first met... <laughs> that's our central zone. If you would have said to me back in the 90s when we first met, like, someday you're going to show me pornography. And I'd be like, ridiculous. How will that ever happen? What's the context? Well, this is it. Do you want to take it home? Do you need this? No, I think you should put it back in the you're ceiling. You're single, so maybe this is useful to you? <laughs> no, I'm fine. I think you should put it back there, and then whenever there's other people in the basement, you should... I was telling the uh, girlfriend, I was like, if I ever, if you ever go down the basement, I got to show you something. She's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and I said, uh, I'm just saying, if you ever go down the basement for any reason with me, uh, I got. She's like, well, is it something gross? I'm like, yeah, it's a little gross. And she's like, is it something sexual? And I'm like, yeah, it's a little something sexual. You're really <laughs> nailing this. And she's like, is this like a bad thing I'm going to regret? And I'm like, no, no, you're not going to like it, but it's not a bad thing you're going to regret. <laughs> 
<laughs> so then finally she's like, fine, let's go look. And did, uh, did she laugh or what was her? Yeah, reaction? she laughed. Okay, good. And the funny part is, is uh, that's the year that we met in junior high. Oh, <laughs> so it's kind of a romantic uh, penthouse at, uh, issue. 